Good evening, fellow morons. How are we doing this week? Okay, fine. Sitting awesome, here man. on a Tuesday night doing a stream as well. With, with the amount of changes that we've been doing as of late, people are going to forget. wonder if I'll actually get people in to watch us. Um, typically, we do a Monday night. I think last week was Thursday. This week is Tuesday. Next week, we'll even bother. What are we doing? Uh, we'll go back to Mondays. We need to go back I've, to Mondays. I've got a request as well. The seven teams for my birthday, and Sean, Sean will be at the Celtic game, so we'll need to change that as well. well so soon. it's going to be a birthday stream, oh, and love, Sean will be live. I love how you just brought me into that. Like, I haven't even <laughs> mentioned that at all. Just I trying know. to take the heat off you there. Pretty much, eh? <laughs> Straight in there looking for some sympathy and then throwing Sean under yeah. the bus, eh? Well, it'll be Sean's fault that we're going to have to change that one. Well, looks like we might be making a change on the week of the 17th, so stay posted for Daniel's updates on Instagram to keep up to date with that. Um, that's the only way that I keep up to date anyway. So, um, Thank you for joining us. All five of us are here. Uh, unfortunately, when you use Skype, you have to have five cameras working for us all to be on the screen at the same time. Uh, the, the diva has got his camera not working, and I'm up in the top right-hand corner. So for those that are watching live, we are all here. Um for those that listen to podcasts, this makes absolutely no difference to you. So, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, this week we are here to talk about Jojo Rabbit, which I've literally just finished minutes ago. Uh, and don't look up. Um, I'm interested to see how this one goes, because after last week's uh, stream podcast and Instagram interactions, there was a lot of controversy going around the scores, wasn't there, guys? Oh, man. Some folk take this far too seriously. <laughs> well, I was getting the full heat to be honest because I was worried after my Logan scored and I think I got away with it apart from very little abuse but Sean just got it in the neck oh no Logan Logan's probably had as much hate as uh, the Godfather well, I just in general it wasn't just my score everybody else didn't score a high leader though so yeah uh, people wanted us to give it a 5 out of 5 and all that like people are really sensitive it's funny though like there's such a laugh reading the comments yeah uh, if you do get the time please jump onto an Instagram account and have a look around the comments there's like nearly hundreds of comments especially under the Godfather one uh, Sean did score a 2 as you are well aware and um, yeah there's been a lot of pushback on that um, so it, it makes some good makes some good reading. It's good for us. Lots of interactions. So thank you for those that have uh, interacted with us on Instagram and for you that have followed onto the podcast or followed on to listen to us live here tonight as well. Um, Spider Man No Way Home breaking into the top two was a been a contentious one amongst our friends anyway. Um, it's been a hot oh, topic right. in our group chats all week. So. I think this controversy is, is helping us. So I wonder what we are going to get from this week. Um, if you do want to see the leaderboard as well, we will put a post up on Instagram. We do have a direct IMDB list now that you can look down, have a gander at the whole leaderboard. We are approaching the 100-ish number very, very soon. So lots of movies to look down there. We'd love to know your thoughts on them. It is quite funny when you look at the list, right? And it's like... Goodfellas, Spider-Man, Parasite, and then you scroll right to the bottom, Last Airbender, Detective Pikachu, <laughs> Mega Shark versus Colossus, and you think, fucking hell, we have watched some you shit. You used to hang a lot of those great films, okay, that you picked them. I know, I picked two uh, and three of them. <laughs> <laughs> who picked, who picked uh, Detective Pikachu? Was that Instagram? Instagram. That was, that was uh, video game week. Yeah, video game week. Jesus Christ, that wasn't a good week for options anyway. 
But alas, <laughs> we have got some better ones to talk about this week. So let's start off with uh, Jojo Rabbit, as I've literally just finished this. So Jojo Rabbit, movie out in 2019 by the director that I can never pronounce his name, so Daniel's going to throw his name out right now. Taika Waititi. That's it. So one of those uh, self-indulgent <laughs> directors that has to be in all his movies. Um, so this is a young German boy in the Hitler Youth whose hero and imaginary friend is the country's dictator is shocked to discover that his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Uh, at least it just finished watching this a couple of minutes ago, so this is fresh in my mind. But I think we're going to come to Daniel first. Uh, yeah, so I actually also watched this today, but I had today off, so I, watched, I didn't finish it literally five minutes before we started. That's um, unprofessional, isn't it? So th- this is one of those films that... Uh, so once we started this, I've now had to sort of actively avoid new films sometimes. I think, oh, we'll do that for Movie Club. And I like it to be the first time I watch it for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been avoiding this for a long time. I like Taika Waititi here. I think he's funny. We've done um, what we do in the shadows already with him. Um, ah, he's good. He's, him as Hitler is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was pissing myself every time he was on it. And see why I look at films like this about this subject matter is it's come up quite a lot in our hundred movies so far as uh, talking about Nazis. But um, I always think I want a movie like this to really piss off actual Nazis. And how much would you be pissed off seeing a guy with brown skin fighted up to be Hitler taking the piss mm-hmm. and stuff like that? It's fucking class. Although <laughs> uh, it's a weird film though, eh? It is a weird film. I don't really know what to expect. Um we're going to talk about this for the next film as well. It's, it's not really a comedy. It's not really serious. It's kind of <coughs> in between. So a lot of people on Instagram kept commenting and say this is like a masterpiece and it's genius and it's loads and loads of five out of fives on the scores that were coming in. Um, I don't quite. I didn't quite see it in that high regard. I thought it was quite fun. It, it was all right. It, I don't know. I feel like you guys expected me to enjoy this a lot more than I did. I definitely did. I thought you would have been... I can see that expectation. It seems like it's up my street, but it kind of left me a wee bit feeling a bit empty. Like, I don't know. Was he Sam Lockwell's character? Was he definitely a... Was he part of the resistance? Was he just a Nazi that was a bit unsure about it? Like, I think, for me, he seemed like a character who was conflicted. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's obviously serving his country as he's expected to do, but he doesn't believe in the cause. So he yeah. cuts corners and he, he he kind of had a laugh as well right at the start, like he was just doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he, yeah, I think he's got a lot of empathy. He's not quite fully ra- um, radicalized, is probably the phrase to use there, um, like yeah. other people are. So yeah, he kind of he, 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 he lets his emotions come into it and he lets that judge. He doesn't really want to kill other people. So um, I mean, I kind of got the like, carry on. The impression for him as well was that he was obviously quite an eccentric person. Obviously, you've seen his uh, flamboyant uh, final battle attire that he designed. That it, it obviously, he's maybe got, maybe got some beliefs and that he doesn't quite align with Nazi Germany's correct way of living. So maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe that's kind of why he maybe feels oppressed by the regime as well. Aye, I think um, that is the overall point in this movie, I think, is that people who were living within... Nazi Germany didn't really understand you, you were sort of brainwashed and at that point mm-hmm. what, what would it really have been like for children it's quite a hard subject matter to do in this 
in this way. Um, and I get what they're trying to do, and I, and I get that it is clever. Um, and maybe just, I'm going to give it a higher score than it sounds like I'm going to give it, but it, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't like this five out of five amazing movie to me, but it was quite, it was quite clever. The wee boy's really good. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming Burnsy's going to fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he's under the age of 40 and he's on the screen a lot of the time, so he's he's out for Burnsy. I gave a spatial expression, but I made sure I didn't say anything so that people <laughs> in the podcast didn't, don't notice it. <laughs> I mean, but, it's, it's, it's really clever, though, I think, the film. I do, I do think it's really clever because it does show the ridiculousness of what would have been going on back then because you you, re, you remember these stories for, like, history and you've seen it throughout different documentaries and stuff where the, the, the Jews were painted in this, like, ridiculous light but they all bought into it from that Nazi regime and this just highlights it. I was pushing myself and he's, like, the, the girls telling him about how they, they grew up in caves and how they had different forms and mm-hmm. slept upside mm-hmm. down because he believes it all. Like, that's that's fact. Yeah. That's what happened. He's a young, impressionable guy who's, like, buzzing that he's got an imaginary, uh, um, an imaginary friend in Hitler and he looks up to all these other people as well that are, are hooked in on it. So he laps all this up, but she makes it sound so ridiculous, which now in 2020, 22, Jesus Christ, I'm going to say 2021. When you think about it, you think, why would anybody support or believe that? But they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all sort of jokes that I feel like Bolat made better. But it's the same sort of, it's the same spiel. Uh, it's the same joke. Do you mean, but, it's, and this is the self, because obviously Sasha Baron Cohen's also Jewish, so it's uh, the self, mm-hmm. self humour sort of taking the piss of themselves. Um, aspect of it, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Did you laugh out loud very often at this? Anybody? I did. A couple of, like, I, I don't know. But as you said, most of it for me was when it was Jojo and Hitler on the screen together. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then obviously the kind of the last, what, 40 minutes, half an hour or so was a bit more, yeah, like a kind of serious tone where uh, when he found his mum hanging and stuff like that, that was really hard. I, I kind of found that quite hard to watch. Do you cry? Uh, I was close. It was quite close. I was crying because you think, you're handsome. I, I think the tone, the tone made it really difficult. The tone of the film made it difficult for me because that's the type of thing I would normally get quite upset about. I'm quite easy to cry at films as we've discussed before. Um and then when you saw the shoes, like I got that instant wee moment, and then I was like, "Oh, like, I don't know." I, I didn't have that same effect on me as it's had on Sean. Anyway, else did you? Just, just your bit of, like the more we watch films now, there's more of these little subtle tips that stand out to me. So obviously, they, they showed her shoes quite a lot through it, and mm. I remember it was maybe the second or third time that it was like a close up of her shoes. I'm like, "Why are they doing this? Like, it's no Tarantino that's filming this, so." Yeah. Why are we concentrating on somebody's mm-hmm. feet here? And then it clicks because he obviously goes and sees her shoes and he fixes it. And it's one of those nods where it's like just letting you know what's coming. But I mean, I'm sure Sean's happy that she kept her shoes on. I was going to take off at some point. I could just imagine him coming on here and just break the full film for that reason. <laughs> uh, it's no something that was uh, playing in my mind throughout this film, if I'm completely honest with you. Uh, <laughs> No, she was hanging there. I the reference to the shoes and stuff that she was dancing on the wall. 
then obviously she said to him, like it's basically like you dance if you're free and then obviously he's dancing at the end with the with his newfound mm-hmm. sister. Uh, but I never really noticed the feet stuff too much. It wasn't on my mind here, I must say. I know as if it is twenty four seven Kyle. <laughs> I mean, I just assume it is. I think it's just all a big front, Sean. You're actually a secret Tarantino feet fetish fan. <laughs> Sean, keep going, keep it. telling us about what you're thinking of this movie. And that was that. It was basically, as, as I said, uh, I enjoyed when it was him and Hitler on the on the screen. And as Daniel kind of pointed out, like if you were a big believer in in the Nazi cause and shit like that, it would be the ultimate piss take to watch this type of thing. As Daniel said, uh, well, I, I didn't actually realise that that was the director who was playing Hitler, and now I can remember him because he was in that film we watched with the vampires as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I can now I can now pitch him for that, but it is just. It's quite a hard thing to do because he is obviously the most evil bastard that's ever lived. So to kind of have him in a film and to play this kind of comedic character, I, I, if I hadn't seen this, I'd have thought that's that's quite a bizarre kind of concept to me. But I thought it would have done really well because it, it, it just seemed to work. Uh, but then, as I said, the last kind of 40 minutes or so, like, I actually enjoyed that more than the rest of the film. I kind of felt when it got a bit, a bit more serious. Uh, and it's just like kind of, I thought it kind of portrayed really well, like how impressionable children are. These kids were just kind of going about screaming all the like the kind of hail Hitler stuff or Heil Hitler stuff, not actually understanding what was going on. And I can imagine that's how it would have been in a, a lot of places in Germany and stuff during the war. And that'll happen nowadays as well. You children are, are really easily influenced. Uh, but I, I didn't go in with any expectations of this, but I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. I mean, I, I think of like thinking of that character that that Jojo plays as well. Like, you see him, you see him slowly understanding more the more that it exposes him as well because mm-hmm. he's a proper and his mum his mum says it in the movie that he's a fanatic. Like he's exactly what they want, and it literally takes her hiding a Jew for him to come out of that. Like for him to start learning, and get feelings and emotion and empathy. And, it's, it's actually quite a good character development. It's something that I typically can never be asked paying attention to, but I thought he gets better as it goes on. Um, mm-hmm. No, nah, I, I liked it. Uh, Hunter, what was your thoughts, Fred? Yeah, so kind of similar to Daniel, I did enjoy a very kind of good um, aspects of this film. Um, so, I mean, some of the few, as I said, everyone's sort of touched on it, the relationship between sort of Jojo and Hitler and how well that is, and how sort of over-the-top and camp and eccentric and just an absolute piss-taking movie. Everything that Hitler stood against and fought against and tried to kill against was just sort of coming out of that character, and I thought that was superb. Um, obviously, it kind of touched on even that. I even like uh, his relationship with his pal, we York, I thought they were class on screen together whenever they're on. They're kind of another one of those comedic moments, like, towards the end, he's just like, I can't die. He's just got to be like a wheelbarrow with uh, machine guns and that. <laughs> Whole city's falling apart in the bottom. I quite enjoyed that, uh, but I just kind of thought that relationship that I had that Jojo has got with his imaginary Hitler. I mean, obviously he's probably what the propaganda and the brainwashing of the Nazi regime has done to him as a guy, sorry, as a small child who's lost his dad. He's replaced him with what he thinks is the superhero and Adolf Hitler, which is probably what he's been portrayed in in schools and posters on television and films, whatever that's. He's tried to make that sort of 
replacement to try and cope with his dad. And obviously, the Scarlett Johansson is cast it as well. She, she does quite leave quite a closed life in it. Apart from when we see her, with, you know, do you wonder what else is going on? Is she doing anything else? Obviously, we see her obviously dying as everything is that a result of the harbour and the Jew, or is there anything else going on? Um, out with. Obviously, she makes the comment when she's seen the other people saying, oh, they died doing what they could. So, is there other people sort of harbouring Jews and protecting them sort of round about the town as well? Um, so, okay, so, I did have a few things that I'm doing. Right, so, I did some of the comedic stuff. I think there was a bit where that Rebel Wilson as well said that she'd burst 18, 18 children from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was quite a dark bit, I thought, like, when they were talking about, like, what the guys are going to do and then what the women are getting trained for, and it's like to have children for us. So, Jesus Christ, I was like... But again, mm-hmm. what, what was it like back in those days when that was going on? Were they all popped to one side for their limited training and what they were doing? Mm-hmm. Well, so I, 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 I... Go on. I was say, like, the band Joy Division was basically what in Nazi Germany was the band named after what Hitler's army had raised. Uh, I don't know like, what we'd call it, a collection of uh, purebred women that were there for the sexual exploits of Nazi soldiers that were called the Joy Division. But also, like, when, when, when Jojo was going into the training part and they make that reference about and women that will learn to harbour children, and then you think, I'm thinking, they're all like 10. Like, are you putting them in the training for this? Like, what the fuck is that? Well, I think it's the learning how to, like, cook and clean and be stay-at-home women, I suppose. Right. For I don't me, think it's, it's stay- it suggested a, a darker mm-hmm. side to it. That we'll, well, well, well... We'll limit that type of conversation that we have uh, this week, please, because we typically talk about it far too much. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, I was waiting... I, I was trying to sort of be... Subtle and scut around the point there. Uh, it's you... usually me that has to rail it all back in there, Daniel, so I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, see, the one thing I, uh, I did find funny that I forgot to mention was when Stephen Merchant and the Gestapo turned up and they all had to say, Hi, <laughs> oh, like over and over again. That was funny. It was like uh, it was like something for an old British comedy, like Blackadder oh. or something like that. Uh-huh. But, uh, that, uh, that was probably the funniest bit of the whole film for me. Because <laughs> it took ages. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Aye, they, they they went all the way in in the joke and they just kept and after they'd done it the first couple of times once the, the girl came in they had to do it again and go all the way around otherwise it wouldn't have been funny <laughs> <laughs> oh well Hunter we can bring Burns in now if you want to just hold horses yeah. and trivia for a little bit yeah I will do it Aye, so I think I voted against this on every single poll because I saw it was a war movie and thought this is going to be fucking shit and I'll hate it um, <laughs> but like, I like sure how we go into all these movies with an open mind, guys. No agenda, open mind. Yeah, I know. But no, I'm absolutely shocked. I, I love this. Um, I thought every character in it, like when I saw, the only thing I had to look at first was who was in the cast. I didn't read in about the the plot or that. So when I saw it was about Nazi Germany, when the film started, I thought it was going to be more about their training. So, like, the first 10, 15 minutes, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is going to bore me. And then, obviously, they moved away for that once the explosion happened. Um, I was surprised that Scarlett Johansson didn't have as major, like a more major role in the film, just because, obviously, where she was the name that I recognised, and, obviously, the other ones weren't. But um, you'll be shocked to know that I thought the person that played Jojo was awesome throughout it as well. Um, oh, 
I got you in, like, when you were watching them on screen, you actually, sometimes I find with younger uh, characters or whether it's actor, the way they, they play it, as if they're either playing somebody far too immature or and they're really annoying or they're far too the opposite way and being far too mature, whereas I thought they had that bang on. Um, play also was terrific as well. Uh, as you sort of spotted, pointed out, the, the scenes with the imaginary friend, they were they were they were really funny um, as well, and I think that you, as you touched on, Kelly, like, they did a really good way of uh, developing the characters as well. Because obviously, at the start, Jojo's like this big fanatic, and then it's not as if he just changes, and then you're like, why has he done that? Like there is like there's there's reasons for him changing the way he thinks through his uh, relationship with Elsa, um, and you can see him sort of slowly turning. Um, and slowly understand that maybe this isn't right the way he feels. Obviously, the big thing is like maybe the big, biggest thing is obviously his mum and dad and whatever as well. But it's sort of a you could maybe say that it was obvious in terms of they was they was going to turn. But for me, I didn't know when it was going to happen or what was going to make him finally like, come round to a different way of thinking. Um, it was Daniel, uh, it was it was really really good for a little boy who's on his first ever film. Mm-hmm. Well, was I didn't know that, but Sorry, I assumed I, it was... I stole, I stole your trip here again. <laughs> I just looked at the... I looked at the name after... I looked at the name and I was like, I've never heard of him. But there could be a... It could easily have been somebody I'd never heard and done 50 films. So, um, <laughs> but, no, I thought the scene the Gestapo that Daniel touched on, that was uh, really well done as well. Um, at that point as well, I was like, I'd, they could have, like, for me, they could have easily done it differently and the girl might have get taken away and there might have been a twist further on or something whereas the way they actually got got out of that situation and obviously the fake date of birth that that for that was um really well done um and also the ending that because it was it was looking a wee bit weird at one point when obviously he's developing this crush on her and i was kind of angry where are they actually going to go with this <laughs> um but then obviously the the ending query you can you can understand Usually with younger actors, like I think I mentioned it well when we were talking about Spider-Man last week, is um, I was getting a bit annoyed with Spider-Man, whereas with Jojo, that you could actually understand why he was doing the things he was doing in terms of like trying to keep the girl there, because you could you could see the emotion and the way he was feeling about his life in general, not having any family there and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, And the ending was... The ending was perfect as well, I thought, in terms of like her finding out that obviously he lied, being raging at him, but obviously the way I took it is she was appreciative of what he'd actually done to try and save her, essentially. Um, but no, I don't think I can really fault anything of it. It just obviously shows that when I, when quite often, because I've never seen a lot of the films, I would usually just Google it and see, like, I don't want to read obviously too much about the film, we'll just read like the first, the couple, a synopsis of it, like a three lines or something. And I saw like, oh, it's about Nazi Germany, this young boy, and I'm like, nah, no for me. And it's a complete opposite. So, no, I think it was class. To a Budgie, I'm proud of you. I think that's a good... Finally mm-hmm. having a young male char- uh, main character that you've given a bit of appreciation to as a, as a big, <laughs> a big, big step forward. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, I was looking over as well because I didn't really know much. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who the girl was. Uh, and I did notice that the girl uh, stars in Last Night, is it Last Night in Soho? The one that we were supposed to go and see at the cinema? Uh, 
So yeah. that would have been quite interesting to see. Um, for me, my favourite person in the whole thing was Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was brilliant throughout it. And it's funny he, because... He's like his character's gay. And that's yeah. why he's... he's the, yeah. Uh, that was the impression I got. Didn't even cross my mind. No, I mean, how many of these we assist in? They had, a, they had a couple of, like, charged oh, yeah. moments of, like... Oh. He got into it, battle with a cape and, like, like tassels and everything flying off it as well. And he's got, like, makeup and everything on at that point as well. Fair play. I, I didn't even look at that because it's funny because I'm we're obviously watching the MCU in the background, guys. Um, as we mentioned last week, a few of us are, are going through it in chronological, and I've just watched not a long ago with uh, him playing Justin Hammer, which is uh, it's, it's interesting to see like such a difference in character, but also they had a lot of similarities with how flamboyant they were uh, as well, and they were quite arrogant and they, they had a lot of like panache to their their performance in this one as well. Um, how are you guys getting on with the MCU? I mean, I've seen them all before, so I'm not as... Like, I don't need to as much, but I, I'm not even started yet. But I've got this week off, so I'll do it this week. Sean? I'm just plodding along, Dana. I mean, I'm still no further forward than what was. I'm on the second floor. But I'm just watching it whenever I can. But I'd, I'd imagine now being back at work, it'll be... Obviously, not as much time to watch. Oh well, I, I wrote in the uh, we, we watched we watched Endgame on New Year's Eve, and uh, I've roped Sarah into watching it. So we've actually went from the start to Civil War in the last couple of days. <laughs> I might just get COVID again, so I can kind of pick up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> good plan, good plan. Oh, no, let's clean the moon of year, Sean, if you want. I'm moon of year, you kiss. <laughs> COVID, COVID, Craig sitting in his house there should be in a, should be in a big plastic bubble. Hey, Hunter, yeah. do you want to come in with some trivia for this movie, please? Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. So I've just done a bit of a, uh, with some uh, on YTE for uh, playing these Hitler. So he's not done any research on Hitler saying because, and this is you can quote him on this. He's a fucking cunt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a fat suit while playing it. I never really even picked up on that. We didn't even click on that. Um, so obviously as well, we, we touched on obviously sort of Giorgio's sort of allegiances and beliefs changing towards Nazi Germany kind of throughout the film. But I kind of noticed that when that happens, as his beliefs change and Germany start losing the war, you see the Nazi symbols on his room are just covered up by other random symbols. So you kind of see what he's losing his belief in the fight at that point as well. That's interesting. I didn't spot that. <clears throat> uh, can we just take? Can we just take note and say that Hitler was a fucking cunt? Is the name of the podcast this week? <laughs> <laughs> Hitler was. Yep, got it down. And so also during the final battle scene, I mean, a lot of the trivia I found was kind of on what guns were used, like how people researched characters. I wasn't really into different for that quite boring, but this stuff it was great when. So the final battle scene, you've got Rebel Wilson just handing out all these different types of guns and different weapons. Um, I mean, some of it obviously maybe wasn't accurate to what was used at the time, but what the theory behind it was correct was because what had happened is during the end of the war, obviously when Germany's under attack, um, it's losing all its factories and whatever else that were used for either mining or sort of developing weaponry at that point. So it was basically, it was just whether it could pull in from here, there and everywhere. So it was just a random assortment of shit that were going into these final battles right at the end. So but I did think, I did think that was quite actually interesting. Um, also as well, the dialogue in the film is all spoken in English, but all the written 
text is in German. Mm-hmm. And also, the, the last one I found was on Jojo's sister's uh, bedroom wallpaper. There's actually rabbit patterns on it. Ah. And another nod to Jojo Rabbit there. <laughs> I see, I see, that's clever, that's yes. clever. It's the same as we've watched those films with our eyes shut when you're telling oh, us. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all these songs. Yeah, Kyle basically did. Listen, I can, <laughs> I can multitask here. As it's been well established, I'm a man of many skills. So, uh, wash, <laughs> I can I can wash the dishes, clean up, watch a film, play football manager, play FIFA. No, don't even lose at FIFA as well. It's fucking, I'm just, what, what a specimen of <laughs> a man I am. Um, and wank at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just uh, so Daniel Zal Dahora has just put in the chat that the guy left and the guy top right are clones. That'd be Daniel and Hunter. These are clones. They do they do commonly go by the name of Dunter. So yeah, you are absolutely onto something there. Uh, just yeah. a bit of trivia that I spotted there, Hunter, that will reference what we said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, in their last appearance together on screen. Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen's characters are both seen wearing pink triangles on their uniforms. This references the relationship suggested between the two of them throughout the film as Nazis would mark the clothes of gay men with pink triangles. Nailed it. We knew it. Me and Hunter were on it. The Dunter Alliance is back and forth. Take your pink triangles off, guys. (laughs) Happy days. Daniel, what did Instagram have to say about this movie? Uh, too much for me to deal with anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had uh, we put out for scores. Normally we come on and we give like an average of the scores, but there was like sixty odd uh, scores. So that's too many to count. Generally, this was uh, between a four and a five. It was very highly thought of. Very few low scores. We had loads of comments. Um, what I'm going to start doing is from next week, I'll start reading out the comments and the folks' names for the funniest or the angriest comments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, generally people really like this, and a lot of people sort of have, hold it in that sort of masterpiece high regard. I'm pretty sure I don't know it's, it's not been in the trivia, but did this not win an Oscar? It did. Yeah, so there's six nominations in total, and it got the one winner, which was for the best adapted screenplay. Now it was also nominated for best picture and best actress, and a supporting role for Scarlett Johansson as well. Cool. Oh, my Scarlet, my Scarlet. <laughs> Daniel, let's shoot. Oh, don't say I'll be listening to this as well, and I'll get in trouble probably precisely two minutes after she's heard this. Um, <laughs> we just seem to be watching far too many things with Scarlett Johansson, especially watching the MCU as well, which is a uh, <laughs> that's by that's clearly by design. <laughs> just wait to watch. <laughs> just wait to watch Black Widow. <laughs> Daniel, let's come straight back to you then, and we'll get your score for Jojo Rabbit. Uh, yeah, I wish it had leaned a bit more into the comedy, um, and I'm giving it a 3.25. Still good, still enjoyed it. 3.25 from Daniel. Sean, we'll shoot straight to the man in the sky. Uh, indeed. I'll go for <laughs> 3.5. 3. You can look deed all you want, we just kind of see you. Uh, You're a voice from above. I look like shit. <laughs> Listen, you can't look like shit. You're the face of this operation. The face and the arse. <laughs> no comment, Mister Two Eighty Five for Godfather. Hunter, uh, three point five for me as well. God, just copying Sean, copying his homework. 
Bonzi, you copied their homework or are you going slightly different? I am definitely going different. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Wow. 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 Jesus Christ, a 4.75. Was that higher or lower than you gave The Godfather? Same. That's what I based my score on. I cannot wait to put that in our group chat later. Anyway, oh, yeah. that's <laughs> straight in the draft chat. In fact, I'm going to do it whilst one of you is talking as well so that I can get the fucking pot stirred. Well, I'm going to come in. I'm not going to give it quite as high as you guys, but I'm going to give it a 3.75. I say not quite as high as you guys, not quite as high as Burnsy. Uh, really, really liked it. Um, which, again, was in that camp of, I'd never even heard of it. So I was like, I'm not going to like that this much. But yeah, it was a rushed finish for me, but I enjoyed it. And it helped me get five straight wins in foot champs before. I go and do the rest tonight. Um, Bonzi, what does that give us overall? Well, that gives us your score overall of 3.75. A 3.75. So, where do we think that sits on the leaderboard? And I'm going to stall you for time because I've not got it loaded up. So, I think it's maybe about 25. 13. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Oh, it's going to be outside the top 20. Unfortunately, it's been scored more than our favourite that we're trying to get I'm going to give it the place of the year 22 22 well I'm going to say that both Burnsy and Hunter are correct because this becomes joint 22nd alongside Django Pulp Fiction Pan's Labyrinth and Short Term 12 so it does make it into the top 25 Um, that's probably um, five films sitting in there bang on 22 um, Aye, that's good company for that. that that's fair. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, just just to bring this up, and this is obviously from the group chat earlier, that Pulp Fiction was being bandied around as one of the best movies ever and should be up there in the five category, and we've got it down there in the, outside the top 20. Well, I think Pulp Fiction yeah. about 4.5 and 4.75 as well, so maybe I'm just like movies, unlike you. Well, go back and uh, if you go back and listen in the archives, <laughs> that episode's available on the Spotify. So fucking plugged right in there as well um, happy days I like that Daniel well done mm-hmm. well done so I'm very 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 interested to hear your guys thoughts on this don't look up uh, another film that I did watch today um, that I knew absolutely <laughs> nothing about well, guys, come on. Okay, we, we, yeah. just, we just... Should have been saying this from our own stream. Like, be professional and all that. You're uh, firing in two films on the day. Well, some could say that I'm very professional because I wanted to be fresh in my mind before the stream. Oh, aye. And there was also that text message yesterday when somebody had said, oh, so I'll be gone on tomorrow night. And then you went, oh, fuck, I forgot we've got two films to <laughs> 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 That's, that is blasphemy. I'm going to mute you right now, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> should have been at least you made it last week, unlike him. Well, this is it. This is it. I was, go- I, was go- I was going to say I've never missed a week, but if I miss a week, we all miss a week. So <laughs> you're the magical wizard of Oz, man. That's it. That's it. It was funny. I was actually talking to I was talking to Caden earlier about the stream and the Instagram and all that kind of stuff, and he said to me, and this is a direct quote: "Are you the brains behind the operation?" I was like, "Yes, I am." Oh, what if? Here's the title. Uh, Okay, <laughs> Listen, if, he, if people think that I, I'm, the, I'm the brains behind this, I will absolutely take that. Uh, don't look up out in 2021. It is all over the likes of Netflix just now. 
Um, what made me piss myself when I, I, I looked at this originally, it says, based on truly possible events. <laughs> Which I think like sets the tone for this movie really well when you read that that first bit. But it says here, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Um, and just before we go into this, when we posted about this post, and this has had the most likes we've ever had on any post, uh, and we have saw an incredible amount of passionate people both ends of the spectrum for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Divisive. This film. <laughs> yeah, I think obviously people will have it. You can put the subject matter in this movie. Swap it with I don't know, maybe a global pandemic, and you'll get a lot of people in the comments who believe one way or the other. And I bet you there's a divide. You could say people who hate this movie are anti-vaxxers. I'm going to, I've said it. I've said it. I've threw it out there. If you don't like this movie, you're an anti-vaxxer. So this is the worry now, right? This is my big worry as I come into giving my assessment. Because there's already been there's there's argument, political arguments in the comments underneath this on Instagram. <laughs> and it's had like three and a half thousand likes. I don't know why, like, this movie's just fucking caused people to annoyed. But um my worry is this is my issue, is that if I, if we don't get particularly high scores to this, right? Because we're gonna score it based on how good a movie it is, not the message it's given. Yeah. Folk are going to think we're fucking anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Daniel, keep talking and we'll take the room for you. Well, maybe they did, see, instead of using the picture, I mean, we used to put a four or five mugshots along the bottom of the movie poster. Why don't we just post a five vac- vaccination certificate status? Everyone knows it was a vaccination I mean... This is the thing, right? This was all right. It was okay. This film, man. Again, much. This more of an issue with this one than the last one, right? Was it funny? No, no, really. Like, it's clearly taking the fish out of like conspiracy theorists and Republicans and uh, and our world Tories and anti-vaxxers and general the general idea now that people just make up their own truth to try and gain something from it. And obviously the, the Jeff Bezos guy, he was such a caricature, like he was such a weird character that he, he seemed like he should be in like Austin Powers or something. He didn't fit in the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he, whoever played him, I, can't, I don't know which actor it was, but it was Mark Lee's... Rylance, the former movie club favourite. Yes. Oh yes, it was. I was seeing him before, you don't need to remind me, because I can't remember. Oh, that bridge of spies thing, whatever it was called. <laughs> oh, was it right? And he's also in Trial of yeah. Chicago 7. Yeah, uh, Sean likes it. Um, he leans so far into like the comedy over the top aspect of this that it, mm-hmm. it, it didn't go with anything else that was going on. Um, I thought Meryl Streep was really good. I, I didn't. I didn't quite like the. I, I didn't quite understand the story they were telling with Leonardo DiCaprio cheating on his wife, but then her just taking them back. And <laughs> was, was that him being poisoned by the conspiracy theorists and like getting sucked into it all and like believing it all and. I don't know. To me, it was just, gets... so I was just going to say, to me, it was as if the it was just a problem with the script. I didn't understand what they're even trying to do with the script. <laughs> that just completely Aye. Aye, me through. Aye, I kind of saw what you did. It was kind of like you got brought in and was basically turned into an overnight celebrity and was kind of feeding off that. And you obviously got somebody who's like a 
celebrity herself, but they've thrown herself at him and he's like now like America's sixtieth scientist or whatever else. He's exactly. buying it all that hype. This is someone with a lot of agendas. It's someone who's like annoyed with so many different aspects of society and they're trying to squeeze it all into one film. They hate capitalism, they hate billionaires, they hate obviously the anti-vax movement. Um, Meryl Streep's obviously playing a female Donald Trump type character. Um, so it's, it's trying to take aim at far too many people all at once mm-hmm. and, it, and it doesn't do it in a very funny way. Like there's very bit like we were talking about Jojo Rabbit. Like how many times did you laugh? Like nothing. In this made me laugh out loud. I couldn't quite tell where, when it was supposed to be taken seriously and when it was supposed to be funny. So I'm worried that now folk are going to think I'm an anti-vaxxer when I give this a low score. <laughs> I know, but you do think the earth is flat, though, don't you? Uh, yeah, I once I once started a a page on a work group thing about uh, the earth being flat. And started like a campaign about it, like, and I was defending it and giving all these arguments. And I got in trouble of the work administrator told uh, <laughs> taking the piss out of it's not a good use of work time. Oh, I mind that, mind that. <laughs> yammer. I was on Yammer. <laughs> what? Oh, Listen, Sean, you started talking, we'll fire straight back to you. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this. It was more for me, like a a horror documentary that will be aired in the year 2060 or something like that. Uh, as you've already kind of touched on, it's taking the piss out of the idea that, well, as, as, as kind of Daniel said, as the kind of female Donald Trump that she was playing, but it's just so much greed in this. Like, there is literally something that's going to threaten humanity as we know it. And they're trying to make a quick kind of pound with it, and it's exactly how I think that, that, that these kind of world leaders—it's just all about money and stuff like that. Uh, and I know I'm sounding like a total conspiracy theorist here myself, but I, I don't really care. Uh, but no, like I—I I, I wasn't too bothered by the kind of comedy aspect of it. Like I didn't find it particularly funny, but it didn't bother me that I didn't find it particularly funny. Uh, as you know, I watch anything with the cartoon, and I thought Jennifer Lawrence was absolutely brilliant in this. But I thought she stole the show off, which she was really, really good. Uh, but no, I, I did really like it. And I, and I think it does, it, for me, it done its job of highlighting the kind of problems that we have in the world right now with greed and and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I, I wasn't involved with the, the kind of comedy aspect of it. I never really, never kind of left any kind of taste in my mouth. I just kind of thought it was quite a good film. I think that's good. Really good. The reason that... So just to jump back in, Ma, but the reason that uh, everything you say didn't quite hit home with me is like to me that that's all stuff that's obvious that we all know. Like I feel like this film's acting like it's revealing something. <coughs> I mean, it, it's good. It's like taking a stand. Like we all fucking know this shit. I mean, we all know that there's too many fucking billionaires and everyone's fucking greedy in the world, shit. And we all know that in the face of a disaster, nobody would fucking react. Um, and I think that this is trying to be like an eye-opening movie that's going to like make people change how they look at things. But it's not. It's just, as you can see in the comments on Instagram, it's just going to make folk argue even more about what what's right or wrong about this film. Like, See, I would counter that by saying that like, I've not seen... And obviously, take our Instagram aside for one second. I, I, for me, this film's been everywhere. It's been all over Twitter. It's been I've, I've seen it on the news three or four times. I've seen it in so many places. And also look at how our Instagram totally blown up with it as well. So it's obviously right, something to, to get people talking in that regard, whether it's right or wrong. 
and it does it allows you to separate the idiots for the for the sound cunt. <laughs> but that's the thing. What 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 it's doing is right, it's taking people that like this film. People are saying that if you don't like this film, you're one of those cunts. So the film is becoming more divisive than anything because that's what people are arguing about. If you if you don't like this, then you're a fucking idiot. Well, we've had a, just a, a little comment come in there from Chris from what we're watching tonight. It says Adam McKay trying to do too much uh, to try to do. A little too much. It's not quite his type of comedy and not quite his type of drama. Jack of all trades, and for me, it kind of lags in the middle. Leo pulls it from a two to a three, and he's put hashtag not an anti vaxxer. <laughs> I'm much of that in that uh, same place as him. I think, that, like, the ter- in terms of the comedy for this, for me, it was one of those ones where you, you don't laugh at it, but you take notice of it because it's relevant. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. because. Like Ariana Grande's character switches from being total nice to a total bitch within settings because that's probably what celebrities are like. Like we've not mm-hmm. had the interaction levels where we sit with a famous singer and get to get to know what they're like. But it's it's watching little bits like that where you nod and go right. Oh yeah, I'd imagine that's what Beyonce's like. Sorry if you're listening. She, cause she's clearly... <laughs> 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 she, she clearly is, eh? So, <laughs> but then, like, obviously, like, I thought uh, the whole president character was quite funny. I, I mean, I did like that. And yeah, I think it was played really well, and it is a tongue in cheek towards Trump and the fact that they made it a woman and stuff as well. Um, <laughs> it's when the the one line that proper cracked me up though was when Jennifer Lawrence says. Says to her, oh, is this now just because we've seen your cooch online? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniest bit in this film for me was when um, Meryl Streep's president was listed off like people to thank before the launch, and then she got to yeah. God, and then she said herself after God, which I thought was <laughs> like, so that was a really funny, subtle bit of <laughs> for me. There wasn't there wasn't very many of those moments in this, but did you all uh, see what Mel did in the post credit scene? I stayed and watched. Uh, I watched it today. Yeah, which is funny because obviously they, they, they tell her that that's what's oh, that's what's going to happen to her and stuff as well. Um, I mean, Ali, you know, I meant more about being in the scud, like kind of metal steep in the scud. That was. Uh, uh, I've got screenshots. It's fine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share them later, guys. Um, <laughs> all, I mean Jennifer Lawrence was brilliant right and I do like her what I liked about the little bits of her character is they made her the villain for finding it just because it had her name to it like mm-hmm. because it had her mm-hmm. name attached it was her fault like how yeah, fucked I mean, up is that thought like, process well it's, it's the same as sorry go on. what are they I think they were on that show where the news does whatever they're like I would need to wipe out our common enemy, the DBRK. Like, is it talking about her as a person rather than the comet itself? <laughs> like, the world would be fine if she never discovered this. We'd all be going about our normal life, but she's dead anyway because now the world's going to end, or she's brought it to our attention that the world's going to end. See, this is why, like, this film's too blatant for me because what they're trying to do with that is do what they did with China. They called it the Chinese virus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it became China that was the enemy rather than mm-hmm. a virus. And it's, to me, like, it's not it's not subtle enough, this film. Like, they're trying to make out that you need to be clever to get it, but it just shoves it right in your face. Um, and it's too blatant for me. I think this could have been a lot 
I don't know, like a lot more subdued in the way that I put the message across. No, anyway, no. I'm going to keep jumping and moaning about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Hunter, if you've got any more to add, keep going. I could do. Similar to what Chris has said, there's a... This film is dragged up by the actors performing these night. There's, a, there's some... Jonah Hill's one that's never mentioned yet. That's mm-hmm. the famous class on yeah. the page. Obviously, when it gets to the second end post-credit scene, which I did watch at the time, which I went back and watched on YouTube before we went live the night, was... I did a lot more onto his character as well. He's like the last guy on there. He's like, watch you and subscribe messages because of a TikTok coming out this door. It's like, that's kind of like you've got a guy who's in power just because he's boss the president and he's like the secretary of state. And it is funny that he calls her mum throughout it as well, eh? Yeah. I just think he's sitting there like doing presidential meetings and that as they call. So they're watching this mission take off as they call that Molly's kicked in just in case. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. I mean, I kind of said what I kind of what I said. I kind of, I was getting a lot of, you know, like one of the dark, like Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve type films where you've got all these sort of different stories that mad intertwining, like, kind of, like, love that. So you've got all these different characters and they've all got a story, but there's all sort of intertwined throughout it as well. I kind of got a bit of that vibe from this as well. Just kind of, there's a lot going on. They just they try to, it's maybe trying to be a bit too satire at times. Um, I mean, I watched something similar, obviously, like there's, uh, there's a, it's maybe been the, the word of the week, it's satire to cover these two films, but I watched like the Charlie Booker's sort of light thing, and that made me laugh out loud at times, and it's kind of doing similar takes on, I think, obviously, it's comedic things on serious events that are happening throughout the world, and this is about to be that, and it just it doesn't hit quite home with the comedy value at times, but the performance and the delivery of certain characters within the film are what makes it watchable and that's all I've got to say on it for me Well I just want to swing straight back to Sean we're talking about characters there um, Sean I think we should give you a couple minutes customary um, wank over DiCaprio um, wait, crack on <laughs> I've already mentioned them I thought it was I really know really but good. I thought I'd give you more time you know to talk about his best performance but uh, I thought it was very very good uh, but as I said I, I could Sit and watch him do the toilet. Of watch anything. <laughs> but, no, I thought it was really, really good. But I, 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 I do think that uh, Jennifer Lawrence was the star of the show. I thought she was brilliant. Oh no! I know how much you like DiCaprio, so I just swing it back and give you another thing. Uh, I, I, I seen a just on DiCaprio uh, just to sidetrack out of this. I seen a thing on Instagram, uh, like a real video. I realised that him and Tobey Maguire were like best pals growing up. No, no. Uh, they were in a film together when they were young. So, so when you, I seen the video. Toby Maguire looks about forty then. <laughs> Never mind now. So yeah, he looks the same age back then as he did now. It was dead weird. Anyway. I was going to say. Uh, he's always looked forty. He's never looked got older looking, but he's always looked forty. <laughs> Such a weird one to say because DiCaprio looks young, like proper young. Um, Toby Maguire just looks like he's driven in. It was quite interesting to see. This is the first time I can think of seeing DiCaprio leaning into his actual age in a, yeah. in a part. So, like, he's got two fully grown adult sons. Um, so he's clearly playing a man that's like in his mid fifties, like he actually is. Oh, uh, you're saying that about his adult sons. His girlfriend in real life is actually two years younger than his eldest son in the film. Ah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> so he's got, he's got a very very low age limit for. Um, 
Oh wow. I'm going to swing right away from there and come back to Burnsy. Burnsy, start t- taking us away from Leonardo DiCaprio's Tinder, please. Let's talk about yours. <laughs> so, I think I'm on similar lines to most of you. It's like, I find the beginning, <coughs> excuse me, I find the beginning of the film a bit, I was a bit lost with it. I think it's because he used quite a few big words. I think maybe I'm just a bit thick at some point. Um, when they started talking about the mission, they kind of lost me a wee bit, and then I got back, understand what was going on. Um, the subtitles and, helping? Well, no, but I can't understand the words that the subtitles tell me. <laughs> Doesn't really help. <laughs> but aye, I thought the acting was terrific. I think this is what really helps the film. Um, as Sean pointed out, I thought Jennifer Holmes was amazing. Um, and as Hunter pointed out, Jonah Hill was really good as well. I thought his like one-liners and how he was always putting down Jennifer Lawrence's character every chance he got. He was kind of... He came across as like somebody obviously you were meant to dislike and actually felt disliking him during the film, which also shows how well he was acting. Um, whereas uh, the guy that played Peter, um, Mark, was it Mark Rylance, I think his name was, you said? Yep. Uh, is that... I guess he was meant to give off similar vibes the way I was taking it, but to me, he just, like, when he was on the screen, it just bored me. Like, I don't know whether it was just he was just too far or what. It just it just didn't, that didn't work whatsoever for me. Um, I thought the, the addition of, like, the talk show stuff, that was, I thought they were really funny scenes, and I messaged you, obviously, I'm just going to bump myself up here, saying that I'd spotted that the Tyler, Tyler Perry was also in Gone Girl, which was quite a quite amazed that I managed to remember um, but I thought he was even though it was only a small part I thought he because um, I liked him in Gone Girl I liked him again in this there was like the first hour or whatever I did really enjoy and then there was wee bits that I sort of zoned in and out I found um, it was just there was there was just like wee bits that were kind of annoyed me like you DiCaprio's character, obviously, at the very start, he's coming across as this really nervous, unsure guy. He's shaking in that. And when they're getting spoken to the first time, then he just, like, owns it. And I'm like, where did that come from? And then, obviously, Jennifer Lawrence's character is... She's, like, explaining everyone when they go to see the government, etc. Then, obviously, you can say she's maybe, like, really invested in the mission and she wants it to be resolved then she obviously loses it and she comes across as this nutcase and they obviously get rid of her um, I just didn't, I got, I was kind of a bit confused because it just came out of nowhere for me um, and also as um, I think it was maybe Daniel that mentioned about how DiCaprio he obviously cheats on his wife and then the last scene you see is I'm like having a massive fall at her chucking pills at him or his medication then, then they just like get back together <laughs> I think, I think that's just because the world's ending just to have a fight oh. and you know, with her, the, the family and all that but you could be really, she, she, she always like, I'm getting back together but she throws a comment in about her having the affair previously aye. as well like oh, yeah. aye, that was aye, that bit I did get in terms of she's like well I've done it too but I just thought it was wee bits like that whereas and also DiCaprio's character like to start off with he's um He's kind of acting like in charge, and then he just becomes their puppet uh, to an extent before he gets thrown off. Like, that just... Aye. It didn't build it enough mm-hmm. for me. It was kind of just... I thought, like, as I say, the, the actual actors and actresses, they were awesome. Like, every, I don't there was... Apart from the one that I mentioned about the guy that played Peter, but I just felt that 
the reason why I'm not going to give it a higher score as what it could be is because there was just like there was just too many potholes in it for me. I just didn't. It, it, the script was a the script was issue that let it down, and I know there was all the all the sort of points they were making about greed and all that kind of stuff at Sean's point of view. I thought it was good in that at that stage, and it was letting you know about what like trying to portray it as real life and other things that could happen. I thought it was good at that stage, but there was just points of it that did did allow me to not enjoy, it was nowhere near as as enjoyable for me as um the first film of Jojo Rabbit. It was just if it had done the rest of that properly with a better plot, then it would be up there for me. Mm, there we go. It's interesting that because a lot of like the jabs and the comedy things and stuff like we say at the start, it's just relevant, isn't it? It's it's trying to play <laughs> on the relevancy of it. But a lot of it you can see through. Yeah, well, you can, you I think can... it was more the other stuff that, apart from the actual mission, that was the bits for me. That the, the plot actually for the main idea behind the plot of the comic etc. That worked fine. It was just all the backstories that didn't hit the spot. I thought. What... But I think what I was going to say as well that Daniel was sort of making the point that um, he thought the film was a bit too obvious and try to throw it down your put it down your throat. Whereas, like I've, I know I've came over it a few times. And use have had to explain stuff to me, whereas obviously with this film I got everything, so it's like that's a different audience. Whereas I'm taking, I need stuff to be like put like right in my face to actually pick it up sometimes. Whereas, whereas you can maybe pick pick hints up, and whereas if they were too subtle, I would have came on here and probably been like not even picking up that it was all the actual full point in the film. Oh, poor boy, I can't give you a cuddle. <laughs> 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 yeah, well. Get, 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 get COVID for my troubles. Uh, I'm going to pick up one scene in particular I, I thought w- w- was really good, which when you think of like the character that Meryl Streep's playing, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's to emulate Trump and the ridiculous of the Republicans across in America, and we do have some American people that listen, so if you're a Republican, fuck you. Um, they are... <laughs> when the guys like they're obviously there cheering and all that kind of stuff it's at night time they're in the dark and they've got a big signs like don't look up and the one guy mm-hmm. looks up and he's like oh my god what the fuck is that and then other people start looking up and then they start throwing things at her and stuff I just thought it was quite mm-hmm. funny that like because in my head I'm like have they actually genuinely never looked up since this whole since they were told not to they've just not done it I see like no about that so, just to defend it, that was the night that it appeared for the first time. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. You couldn't see it before that point. But they were. But they had mentioned that if you looked beforehand, that's where the whole "don't look up" come from because the hysteria yeah. started with them going live. Oh, oh yeah. And saying that you can see it if you look up and concentrate. I know it becomes clearer. Yeah, but well, that's true. Make a good point. I had, take it back. Yeah. Also, as well, the the whole point is that they are telling everyone that they're going to get jobs and wealth from it, right? <laughs> yeah. So they. they so what what difference does looking up make? Because they know it's ha- like they're not denying it. They're saying that yes, there's a comet coming, but we're going to do something to it to break it up so we can take all the fucking precious metal out of it, and you'll all get jobs. It's like South Park. So the guy looking up and seeing it didn't mean anything because they all knew anyway. This is why this film's not very good. That somebody tried to make a point rather than make a good film. You could get a much better version of this in a half hour South Park episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, the podcast it's not a film what was the word you said Samuel it's not somebody that wants to make a good film it's somebody that wants to make a point it's about long right enough 
Ah, it's a bit long. I wouldn't make the point very well. Sean, how did you feel about it being over two hours? We know you're the time man. Uh, this time thing's a myth. I, I don't know where it's came from, but it was fine. Really. <laughs> I was absolutely fine. With it. I think there was a bit of there was about a six or seven week running where Daniel held up a bit of paper that said the phrase "It's too long" that came out of your mouth every week. <laughs> I I was just playing along with the, the gag. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was a wee, oh, well, so you'll be absolutely fine for us to watch uh, Once Upon a Time in America that we agreed before the stream started. Never agreed that. Don't worry, Sean. <laughs> You know I would do that. Yes, thank you. It was a democracy. Three of us said yes. <laughs> I'll pay you two. I'll pay Dunter later. Um, Hunter, yeah. do you have any trivia that you want to share for this movie? I do, yes. So obviously, we kind of touched on it with Yoda Hill's character. I've kind of seen this sort of paraphrase or a few sort of tweets and Instagram posts recently. But he said his character, he wanted to portray was um, what if Fire Festival was a person, but obviously, kind of Fire Festival document. I just kind of. One of those ones that kind of went, went a bit sort of viral. I can't remember if it was before lockdown or sort of in amongst the Tiger King hype or whatever. But as you look at that, that is essentially like between them and the sort of the people on that. This sort of reminded me of that sort of TikTok guy and the grandest character in this film sort of generation where it's they're just pricks. <laughs> <laughs> and he nails it really well. Yeah, he does well. It does do very well with it. Right, so obviously the asteroid that uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character uh, DBS case uh, references in this, the dino killer one was 10 kilometers wide and at the point of time it wiped out 75% of all life on Earth. So maybe at the end scene, maybe Jonah Hill maybe wasn't the last man on Earth. But it was quite a funny scene in that cave anyway. So also- uh, that. That never happened, Hunter. That's all just made up by the government to console your mind. Daniel, can you please quote him on Instagram and put it out there direct on him? <laughs> and obviously we thought that sort of Leonardo DiCaprio had a kind of obviously fought some of the science um, stuff that obviously they had like an astronomer on being a consultant and what they're saying is that actually he sat and spent proper time DiCaprio giving him like, sort of teaching him about sort of the orbital dynamics calculations. He actually said he's had a fairly good education on that subject for six months in the lead up and during the production of the film as well. Which I think was quite similar. I think there was one thing that sort of came out a few weeks ago where before they'd done Wolf of Wall Street, he think like, he spent a month just time in job and Belfort just sort of getting to know his sort of mannerisms and his characteristics. I thought kinda of shows it up. I mean he's not quite gone full on like a Christian Bale emerging himself properly, but He's doing the proper background research, which is always good to know. Um, so I think there's one around 41 minutes into the film, there's a QR code, which if you scanned it, it takes you to the YouTube um, video of the full uh, Don't Look Up song, which is uh, Kid Cudi and Ariana Grande. So if anyone wants to go back, you can just type it in on YouTube, Don't Look Up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, there's a bit, it's uh, the bash phone number, I think, when you're, I can't remember what it was regarding in the film. But it starts one eight hundred. So if you actually phone that, it's actually a sex line in America where tells you that hot girls are waiting to talk to you. Hey, Bernsey, get your Tinder so- shut down. I've already got this. And then, like, uh, we can't go so Randall's the final line in the film. He says, "We did have everything, didn't we?" That was actually improvised by Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, Chris Evans, who. 
was originally meant to play the part that Mark Rylance plays, um, but he didn't obviously appear with that again. He came back in the role, in the film, sorry, as Devin Peters, who was the star of the film that was getting released on the day that the asteroid got there. <laughs> I bet it was actually that was also his first appearance since Endgame, two and a half years. Oh, interesting. Check you with that. Well, what did I know? We're I know we're not giving scores for it, but what did Instagram have to say about this one? Uh, this was just wildly different. It got fives, it got zeros, it got ones and twos and threes and fours. It was all over the place. Um, I I think it's just it's just a hot topic movie that I think people feel like they have to pick a side, so they need to go all the way low or all the way high. Rather than just sort of judge it, but yeah, I'm well, let's see many. if we have uh, five five guys that are going to sit in the fence. Daniel, come to you first. Uh, I'm not going to sit in the fence, so I'm going to give this a one point seven five. One point seven five, Sean. Uh, a three point seven five. A three point seven five. So this is one point five better than Godfather. 1.75 better than Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's almost twice as good as Godfather, is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter? Yeah. Uh, three for me, just slightly better than average. Again, it's the quality of the acting that drags this up. Three. Bernsey? Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5. 3.5. Uh, and I'm going to take a mark off that, give it a 2.5. Some good parts, some boring parts, some parts I can't even remember. What does that do to the overall scoring for that one then? That's a 2.9 overall. A 2.9, and in terms of the leaderboard, where do you think that brings us? No idea. Just <laughs> <It's> too many. <laughs> Listen, guys, I need you to pad a little bit so I get down to the right section so I can look I'll at it, right? For- Just fucking give me something. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, unfortunately, it's just outside. It comes joint 55th with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Fucking criminally higher than Bridesmaids at 2.85. What the fuck's happened there? And shockingly, it's just below The Wanderers, which is one of the greatest movies ever made. I know, this is all your faults because I scored it up so early and you all scored it too high. <laughs> well, um, I'm the, do you know why that is, Daniel? Well, that's it. I'm now getting myself prepared for the fucking anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Someone, uh, remember, because um, we've got a lot more traffic now, folk are going back and giving us grief for previous uh, reviews as well now. And I someone know. someone tagged me personally and said that basically I was a pussy for not liking Malevolent and it must be because I don't like gore. Like, <laughs> I seen uh, the comment from someone that said that he scoured every single one of our posts looking for a certain film. That... Oh, sorry, I'm not going to do it. Up for vote that was he there? But he also told us that we were all thick as fuck in another post. So he's he's no far wrong, to be fair. So well, that's not <laughs> We'll repeat it every week. The clues in the name, guys. We had a bunch of more. Um, it's just a more PC way of saying we're thick as fuck and we like films. Aye. 
We're just fucking idiots. So, we have finished off with uh, Don't Look Up at 2.9 and Jojo Rabbit of 3.75 to tail off this week. We do, however, have two movies to come in for next week. So, adding those two films into the list brings us up to 99 movies and like absolutely true morons, we couldn't quite do the maths. So, we will not have a stream that reaches 100 movies it will be 101 um i would love to say that was by design but it really really wasn't (laughs) so we have got an exciting two movies to watch that will really get the blood pumping it'll get us uh, energetic and going through these two films can anyone tell me the name of these two movies yeah, I've got a, I've got a nice romance on a part of Schindler's List. So for full clarity, guys, we did not say that uh, Schindler's List was a romantic comedy. That was put in the comments on Instagram. Please feel free to go in and comment underneath that to the person that did. Uh, but one movie is Schindler's List, and the other one, the Marriage Story, Marriage? another heartwarming joy that we have to look forward to. Yeah, so Daniel alluded earlier that he does uh, have a little cry at movies. I'm one also that will have a little cry when it comes to certain movies, so I wonder how we'll do with these two. Uh, the three other heartless bastards won't know, however. It's be, I was going to say, it's going to be weird going from the Joe the jovial Hitler we just watched to uh, Schindler's List's uh, take on the same time period. Oh, Chris has <laughs> just put back in the chat, oh, your week's going to be a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it'll be interesting to see what kind of comments we're going to have about the holocaust um, and, and the marriage story the only only shining light in it is it is yet another Scarlett Johansson movie fucking hell man she, she must be on this more than Tarantino now it's going to have me <laughs> It's going to have me sleeping in the doghouse with the puppy. <laughs> so yeah, so next week we will have a marriage story to Schindler's List um, and a few other things up our sleeves that we're going to want to talk about when we come onto the stream. Um, we are, however, not going to be spinning the wheel this week. Anyone want to reveal why? Top 101. Top 101. Top 101. So as we've reached the top 101, movies uh, of our leaderboard we have created an imdb list that you can go and find as well we'll pop that on the social medias um social media since twitter's still bouncing sean um where we will discuss the movies that we can remember um if you remember from last week we threw burns under the bus and asked him about milk um he froze and had nothing to say so i think next week the next couple of weeks will be fun seeing how far we can get through these movies and what we can remember from them as well. Um, it'll be quite interesting to see if we'd still rate them so highly or so lowly um, compared to the other ones that are on. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite interested in reading about that. And it'll give us a bit of a break from watching films, guys. We can actually, you can all catch up in the MCU. How about that? No, you're all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm fucking feeling the excitement Dreaming out of everyone at the moment. But so is, is, is this the week that Burns has said that me and him are only going to be on? No, week after, I think. Week after? Week before, so I can't remember. 
Listen, oh. we will make next sure. Week's, next week's going to be the two films, the, the two sad films. Then it's the Monday yeah. after that that's your birthday. Oh, yeah, sorry. But we'll probably Aye, see. So we'll change the night. We've already discussed this. Because it's my birthday on the Tuesday, but I don't mind sacrificing it for movie club. This will be the highlight of Daniel's day. I didn't Monday. understand what they're doing on their birthday. It's going to be that exciting to kind of be on here, eh? Oh no, it was like. Oh no, to me, it's not the fact it was my birthday. It's me the fact, and you said I'm playing as well, so I was like. Don't put it on me. Don't not put it on me. I've never even I've never even mentioned it once. It's a little shite bag. If you want to see your birthday, that's fine, but do not say, oh, Sean wants to go watch Celtic play. You do, though. Oh, aye, but that's not the point. Listen, leave Sean alone. He had a tickly throat last week, so he couldn't have come on. Might even fucking get begotten the games anyway, so it might no matter. If you only watch it on the stream, then you'll be happy to come on here and talk about movies. Oh, no, I'm not be watching it for me. Right, anyway guys, I think this uh, is all shit that nobody wants to listen to. We can talk about this offline. So that does bring us to the end. Uh, like I say, no wheel spin this week. The movies are already up on Instagram. Um, please, please, please go in and comment under the posts that are coming in. We're getting some really good comments coming from people. People are arguing with each other, never mind even just us. So crack on and get involved. Thank you very much for the hour and 15 minutes you've spent with us tonight. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah.